0: Welcome to another episode of the Eric Crocker Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back. And on today's episode, man, we are recapping today's practice. What is it? August 5th. Practice, what? Number nine for your San Francisco 49ers. No Brock Purdy today, but a lot of Trey Lance, a lot of Sam Darnold, and some of Brandon Allen. We'll talk about him a little bit. The running backs, tight his price. He continues to improve and uh, show what he can do. And also... Uh, some other standouts and guys that have been really popping up and being consistent. We're going to talk about all that and more. I uh, hope everybody's enjoying their Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm excited. Make sure uh, we got some stuff going down today on Underdog Fantasy. You got to see it right here, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, download the app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code CROCKY, the W deposit. And shout out to the 209er. All right, 209, Mr. Diaz fighting Jake Paul. That's tonight, little boxing match. And uh anytime, you know, any first of all, I'm in Stockton right now. Anytime something's going on with Stockton, I, I think we're very as Stocktonians, man, we're very proud people and uh we we celebrate each other. Diaz might get his ass beat by <laughs> Jake Paul tonight. All right, I hope that's not the case. But if you want to have a little bit more fun watching it, they got some uh over-unders for that fight on underdog fantasy. So again, download the the underdog fantasy, all that good stuff, man. And uh, get in on, on the fight tonight. And uh, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to this video. I keep using that one, I got a new one. Hold on, like and subscribe this th- video. there we go. Both my girls right there. Both my girls right there. All right. Uh, I'm seeing the chat. He know we got Vimo. He says, gotta go, Jake. I just watched the Jake Paul. He has this, uh, uh. What's it, It's called and dang, what's it called? Anyway, it's on Netflix and Jake Paul It's really cool like to kind of dive in and see like his transformation between being kind of a YouTube YouTube star and influencer and then really trying to take boxing serious. But it's kind of a different angle. Like he, he's taking it serious, but in the sense of like entertainment and making money, but he's doing a great job at that. He's doing a great job at that. All right. Uh, uh, anyways, everybody feeling good? I see Manly Shavers in here with the five flames. He feeling good. Mr. Olight in here feeling good. Corey in here feeling good. Mr. Rick feeling good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got I got Michael in here. He says Fresno and Stockton all day. I lived in Fresno, you know, freshman year high school, Sunnyside High School. Let's go. Let's go. But, all right, man, we got people filtering in here. Let's talk about it. And there is a lot to talk about right now. For, first, I try to start off with some of the, the housekeeping or house cleaning type stuff. Uh, some of the uh, not the bigger stories. We know what the bigger stories are, right? Like the quarterback competition that's going on. Uh, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance. What does that look like? What it look like today at practice. But let's start with some of the guys I think are kind of doing well. And Brandon Ayu. Brandon Ayu continues to just dominate. I feel like every pass that he's like that goes his way, he's catching it. And I might be wrong. I was a guy that was saying, look, he kills it every offseason. You know, he, he, he does this, but, man, there's just not a lot of balls, enough balls to go around. You know, uh, is he going to continue to get the amount of targets he's getting in training camp? Like, wh- what would that look like? You got other guys. on. You got Debo Samuel. You got George Kittle. You got Christian McCaffrey. Then you kind of get to IU. IU talked about how last year he's like, look, I was a 1,000-yard receiver as a fourth option. If this offseason, if the season continues like what he's doing in the offseason, he is your number one target. Now, again, uh, by default, just because of the the runs, and then he's going to get some catches out the backfield. Christian McCaffrey is going to touch the ball a lot. But outside of Christian McCaffrey, the way that they put an emphasis on just getting the ball to Brandon Ayuk, and and not uh, not just Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy wasn't there today. Trey Lance, he's throwing the Brandon in Sam Donald, he's throwing the Brandon in Like, they are consistently getting him to rock. Like, this is it, not a uh, it, – it really looks like, one, he's unguardable. I, I don't know if there's anybody out there that can guard him, at least anything consistently. Like, the, the, it just has to be a bad ball or he's snagging it. All right. And even some of the bad balls, he's still snagging those as well. So – I don't think I'm telling y'all anything that you haven't heard yet about training camp and what brand IU looks like, but I want to change my tone a little bit because, again, I was like, ah, fourth option, like, you know, we to get 1,000 yards right now, and I talk about underdog fantasy. Let me go to the underdog fantasy. They have, like, these features on there, and you can go – I want to say I already got – already got him, right? I got the season long? No, no. Oh, yeah, I do. So – Wow. So y'all might want to jump in on Underdog Fantasy. I know I talked about it before, right? But look at that right there. Okay, so Brandon Ayuk. These are season-long statistics. Four and a half receiving touchdowns. Man, if y'all don't go to Underdog Fantasy right now, download this app, use promo code Crocky, and get in on that. But also, whatever his yards is, he's going to get that. Debo's touchdowns, four and a half as well. I think he's going to get that on the season too. So, uh, man, y'all get in on this Underdog Fantasy action right there. But Ayuk, I would say more than any other time that I've seen in the past, like he looks like he is primed to be a legit wide receiver one. He has been good in the past. He has been good in the past. But right now it's like he's good. Like he's real good. And if the 49ers continue to feature him in the games like they're doing right now in practice, Whatever numbers they have out there for his over-unders, again, I showed the touchdowns, four and a half. He's going to surpass that. The yards is like 700-something. He's going to surpass that as well. All right, so if y'all want to get in on that, man, go to Underdog Fantasy. But as far as the 49ers, I think a lot of people have considered IU 49ers a wide receiver one, but then it was like, well, Deebo's kind of weapon one or weapon one A, and then you have Christian McCaffrey. He might be weapon uh, one B or whatever. But right now it's like continue to get Brandon Ayuk the ball continue to do that i mean it's he's 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 eating and you know i see it right here manly shaver says i would really benefit from trade more than anybody else and that's why he wanted trade more than brock I, I don't know if he wants trade more than brock but i will say this brock is feeding them too uh brock is feeding them it, Brock doesn't care if he's covered. He's going to throw the ball to him. He's hitting them on slants. He's he's throwing contested passes to him. You've seen some of these highlights come out on, on the 49ers website and all that type of stuff. So I don't want to make it seem like it's a Trey and IU connection, and, and those are the only guys, or that's the only guy that IU can produce with. He's, he's eating with Brock Purdy in practice as well. So uh, at least that's what I'm seeing from practice right now and what it looks like. Now, it might be more intermediate stuff. <laughs> right it might be you know that kind of uh i mean it could still be from the line of scrimmage to 20 yards downfield i think brock uh he could throw that throw there well especially over the middle maybe not as much consistently outside the numbers or uh hashes to the sideline but over the middle man hitting those and, and catch around opportunities i think i can have a big year with brock purdy in that range all right so i definitely wanted to start off by talking about brandon Ayuk and what it looks like dude's awesome dude's awesome uh, another guy, Tide of his price. I think a lot of people were kind of counting Tide of his price out and it's like, man, you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Jordan Mason, you're probably going to have one of these undrafted guys make it and may- who's going to beat out Tide of his price. But he looks good. And we were watching him today. They did some like kind of sh- not short yardage stuff, but they were kind of moving the sticks, and we'll talk about that. But, you know, anytime it was – I don't know, second and short or whatever. They just feel like, oh, we're going to get the ball to the tight of his price. The way he hit the hole, Pops, the way he hit the hole, it looked like now he's getting that five, six, seven yards. Like, he's picking that up. I mean, no wasted movements at all. It's foot in the ground. I'm getting north right now, <laughs> north and south right now. I mean, it's – he has – and even when he needs to, like, kind of maybe make some moves, he looks fluid. He looks light on his feet, which is interesting because, like, when I was talking to my brother about him, I'm like, bro, he he, he has size. Like, he's a big boss. He's a big running back. But if you just watch him, especially from a distance, he just – he looks like a man, foot in the ground, getting north-south right now, um, looks fluid, moving well. So whatever happened with him – in the offseason. And I talk about those exit meetings probably with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle, and he's probably kind of, his staff is probably rubbed off on him as well. He is very blunt. He is very upfront with his players on where they're at and what he's expecting from them. And I don't know what he said to title his price, But so far, he looks good. Now, gotta continue to catch the rock. Gotta catch the rock out of the backfield. And training camp, not just for them, but and we'll talk about the quarterback competition as well. But Guys are going to have to really start to, like, all right, how are we going to separate ourselves? And it's going to be in preseason games. So we could talk about quarterback competition right now, but the time to really separate yourself in practice, guys are doing well. It's that game. It's that game. It's the joint practices, and it's the game. It's the game. So uh, Ty Davis Price looking good. Other guys are getting in on some of the action as well. Danny Gray, I feel like he's starting to come alive. Um Ronnie Bell, they're con- consistently you just see him in the mix. Matter of fact, Trey Lance's first throw today, incomplete, but it was uh attempted to Ronnie Bell. So you start to see him kind of work his way up just a little bit, right? Like with what group, whatever group he's in, because he started off with like he was with the threes. So anytime you saw Ronnie Bell, it's like, oh, he's gonna be on the field with um either Trey or Sam Darnold if they're going with the threes or with Brandon Allen, who's the third, fourth string quarterback. All right, who runs with the threes? All right, so we'll continue to see kind of keeping an eye on those guys right there. Tate Martin, I believe he was on 49 practice squad last year. Like you see him, he's popping up. And I know nobody's mentioning Tate Martin, but if you kind of just watch those 49 highlights that they post to their website, you'll see some Tate Martin action, him catching some passes. So his name definitely pops up every once in a while. But uh, uh, a lot of the younger guys starting to kind of do their thing. Samuel Womack, even though I think Womack gave up the touchdown at the end of practice to uh, Snead. But Womack, you know, he's broke up some passes, done some good things. All right. But we got over, what, about 150 people in here right now. And y'all know what to do. Like and subscribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So let's get into it. The quarterback competition, where there is a competition, where there's not a competition, where I feel like there should be a competition. All right, we're going to talk about all that. And I probably should, if you're not following me on Twitter, when I'm at practice, I'm doing these threads. And the thread is, is basically anytime the quarterbacks throw the ball or they drop back to throw the ball, I tweet about it. And I kind of, I try to give some sort of a recap of the play. Now, if, if, you know, they get sacked, I might say that, or if I felt like they got sacked. And Sam Darnold talked about playing through the sacks. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they sacked. But he says you still kind of have to go through your progressions and your throws and things like that. So even when guys get sacked, you see them still kind of processing and throwing the ball. He said that's why. You still want to kind of, like, practice good habits. okay. Uh, but if you are on Twitter, and you can find me at Eric underscore Crocker, you see it right there, Trey Lance throws. And if you kind of go through, you'll see a thread of his throws. And I try to go a little bit more uh, detail with all of that. Now, because a lot of guys right now, you just see numbers. And they don't say anything about the num- – like, it's just like – and then they might give a little input later, but you don't get to see it kind of how it happens. And if you, when you get to see it, how it happens, I think it it shows – Kind of, it, it it paints a picture for you and helps you see it a little bit more. All right, so let's start with Trey Lance. I I was talking to my bro, and it might have been when we were either on the way to, to the practice or uh, while we were walking up, and I was like, man, you know what? The interesting thing about the camp that Trey Lance is having right now, if Trey Lance was your starting quarterback, if he was your starting quarterback, if he has practiced how he has practiced so far, but maybe, you know, more reps, so he's doing a lot of the same things, you would be like, like, and again, if you're just like, oh, Trey Lance, that's our starting quarterback. You'd be like, hey, man, like, I'm excited. Our starting quarterback looks good. Like, that's what you would think. You would think anything of it. Now, you throw a competition into the mix. You throw Brock Purdy, and now him trying to, like, in your mind, competing with Brock did last year. We can't do that in practice. Uh, you throw Sam Darnold in there. Sam Darnold has some good days. He has some other days where it's like, ah, oh, but he has some good days. It looks good, you know? So you throw a, a competition in there with other quarterbacks that are doing well, and it's like, it's hard to see like that big difference, all right? That That's kind of what I've noticed so far. And all the quarterbacks have like their different things that I feel like they're excelling at. I think that's what's hardest for people to kind of differentiate them. But we're, we're going to try to do that today. Now, let's start with Trey Lance. Today, Lance, and you guys have heard all the news about Man, he's, he missed this throw. Oh, oh, man, it's a gimme throw. He missed a gimme throw. Man, he missed this gimme throw. Matter of fact, I heard, I, I saw somebody after the practice today, and shoot, when I was watching practice, didn't even occur. But a lot trade lines, he missed another gimme throw, but then he, I'm like, he was like, but it might have been a miscommunication between him and Kyle Juszczyk. It was like, then why he say anything? Now, watching the practice, I didn't even think, like, oh, man, he missed a gimme throw. All right, we're going to talk about all those things. And. Also, if you've been on this before, you know, like, I'm going to give you the book. I'm going to tell you everything. Like, the things I was, like, cool, okay? Things I'm like, I got to have that. Like, we're going to talk about those things. And I'll talk about them with all the quarterbacks and what I've seen, all right? But Trey Lance starting off, there's been a lot of talk about his short throwing. I think it's been a little bit exaggerated with the, oh, he he can't hit the short throws. It's, It's been greatly exaggerated. I would say there's been probably one throw per practice where it's like a throw where it's like, oh, man, he he should have that throw. But for the majority of practices, like he's hitting those throws. So today I thought he hit him a bunch of times, but then maybe somebody might point out the one time where he threw a pass incomplete to Kyle Yu's check. I I don't, I'm not saying that that's what everybody's going to do, but that just seems like the vibe that I'm, Again, it's like, man, he's hitting all these throws, but man, that's not the staple of Kyle's offense. He got to hit these short throws. Well, he's kind of really hit a lot of the short throws, he's hit them a lot. All right, but one thing that he did today, and I thought it was good for him to really kind of get in the groove of throwing those short throws and passes during the one on one period, he started off with the running backs and tight ends and fullbacks too. So, so all the backs and the tight ends, he was the only quarterback. So he he's getting all the rep, and if you know about anything with the running backs and, and the tight ends, a lot of their throws are shorter. All right, so he's over there. It's just him. You got Brandon Allen and Sam Darnold on the other field, and now Trey Lance, and he's working that short to kind of intermediate range. And a lot of the throws, boom, comes out, hits, it. boom, hits a it, guy, boom. He completed his how many Donald? How many passes would you say Trey completed in one on ones to start practice? Uh, about uh, six or seven in a row. Yeah, I mean, one-on-ones. No, one-on-ones. Remember he was throwing to the backs and tight ends? And I was like, yeah, he ain't throwing an end completion yet. He, he ended up missing uh, a little bit later, but ultimately, you get to see him kind of work the short game, and he looked comfortable. Now there's no pass rush on one-on-one, so that could definitely make a difference, all right? But he dropping back, and he's just, boom, hitting guys, hitting guys, hitting guys, looks normal, looking good, ball coming out of his hand, good, I'm like, okay, that was good to see. Then he goes over, uh, him and Brandon Allen switch, and now he's throwing to the receivers and stuff, still hitting short throws, hit a, a, a deep ball to maybe Ray-Ray McLeod, I can't remember, somebody, he was wide open, but so – I'm just looking at what does it look like with him throwing the ball? It looked good. It looked good. All right, so you see that. Boom, okay. They get into team, so let's talk about it. And I'll kind of go through throw for throw. Remember, I have this uh, thread, and the thread are the throws in kind of, I don't want to say real time, but I'm, I'm explaining what, what's happening here. All right, so here we go. Trey Lance throws. Uh, his first passing attempt in team, and there was no 7 7 so they went straight from one-on-ones to team. His first um, pass, incomplete, it was like a deep, it was a deep play action over route to Ronnie Bell, and he threw the ball, it looked like he threw it to a good spot, Ronnie Bell slipped and fell on his way to the ball, so the ball fell incomplete. So that was his first attempt, incomplete. Next pass, Lance underthrows a deep crosser to Jennings. Uh, It was, Jennings didn't have a step, but I think Trey Lance still could have kind of led him a little bit more to where maybe it wouldn't have been as difficult of, a, of an attempt. But there was tight coverage by whoever that defensive back was. And the way that Trey Lance threw it, it ended up being a 50-50 ball when I think there was room for him to lead the receiver, potentially more upfield, or maybe even drop that in over his shoulder. And it would have had to have been like a perfect spot. But, hey, you draft number three overall. I think I need you to make that throw, all right? So uh, would have liked to see that. All right, so that was incomplete. Boom. So now, okay, he's 0 for 2. And then Lance followed that up with a deep miss to Debo Samuel. Now, these are the ones, right, and I've talked about it with uh, Brock Purdy. When Debo has a step on a guy, and he had about two steps on the defender, you have to convert on that. If you don't, to me, that is a big missed opportunity. All right, that's a big missed opportunity. So he got Debo streaking down the sideline, and he overthrows him by about a couple yards. It wasn't like a terrible miss or anything like that, but it's a terrible miss in the sense of Debo's open. He got a couple of steps on the on the defender. I need you to complete this ball to him, and he missed. So he started out – so Trey started out 0-3. So I think some people you'll hear say, man, Trey, Trey Lance, he started out slow. And I would say, Yeah. He started out slow. We just talked about the incompletions. He had the deep over route to Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell fell. Maybe it could have been completed. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it looked like it would have been, but he fell um, before getting to the ball. The next one, Juwan Jennings, he throws it to him, tight coverage. Ball gets broken up. Turned into a 50-50 ball. Don't think it had to be. Then he missed Debo Samuel late. So then now it's like, damn, okay, you're 0 for 3. How are you going to rebound? And he rebounded very well. Uh, He completed eight out of his next nine passes, and that's for the entire practice, including um, ending his last throw was a touchdown to Snead from about 25 yards out on a fade ball down the left sideline. All right, Uh, gave him an opportunity in the end zone. Looked like he was kind of throwing the ball at the defender's back, so it was one of those where the receiver, if – it's incomplete. They probably throw a flag because he has to work through the uh, DB, but somehow Sneak caught it. Uh, and, look, I have no idea how he caught it. All right. But uh, we'll get back to kind of a play-by-play scenario on this. Okay. So, again, talked about the three incompletions, and then here he goes. He completes eight out of his next nine. Lance play action completion to Jordan Mason, followed up by a 10- to 15-yard completion to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Lance uh, incomplete on a bang eight to George Kittle. The pass was broken up. Couldn't tell by who. All right, then here we go. Lance completes screen to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Then the team drills start. All right, Lance up first, completes a short pass to Debo Samuel. He ends up picking up eight yards. All right, Uh, looks like they are trying to get the first down. Then Lance. So this was a move the ball period. They backed him up against the, uh, the end zone, and now they have an opportunity to move the ball. But all they have to do is get a first down. So Lance comes out, throws a completion to Debo Samuel, and then they hand the ball off the next play, and then boom. He gets a first down, okay? Uh, then Trey Lance's next time out there. He throws uh, incomplete on first and 10. I said uh, the right tackle to beat immediately probably would have been a sack. So some people might chart that as a uh, throw. Some people might not. All right, then here you go, his next throws. Uh, on second and 10, Lance completes a seven-yard pass to Debo Samuel. On third and four, Lance completes uh, a pass to Brandon Ayuk for a solid gain to pick up the first down, and then Sam Donald came in. And then here we go, Trey Lance on first and 10, completed a quick out to Ray-Ray McLeod, all right? And then Lance again, uh, they did like a double reverse. He led block for Danny Gray on the reverse. And then they called an RPO for Trey Lance where he went to throw it. It wasn't there. He looked, and then he took off, picked up a few yards, and then he threw a touchdown to Snead. It was about 25 yards out. Great catch by Snead, and that ended practice, all right? So, overall, um, he completed about eight out of his not uh last nine passes. Uh, I thought for someone who people kind of highlight, oh, he had this missing, he threw well on the short to intermediate. Like, you you saw me kind of reading it off, and it's like that was a good throw, good throw in the flat. Like, he was accurate, he was decisive. One thing that my brother uh pointed out, he was like, man, uh, you know, I like how Trey, like, he doesn't hold on to the ball too long. He – gets the ball out. He does all that, right? Like, you know, boom, ball out. He was efficient. He did all those things. That stuff looked good. All right. So started off slow with the three misses early on and then boom, got in the rhythm, uh, move the ball. Every move the ball drill that they did, he moved the ball and whatever they needed him to do, he did, he did whether it was the ones where he had to get the first downs. He got the first down both times, whether it was the one where you you're moving the ball down the field, he ended up throwing a touchdown pass. So, um, that was really cool, that was, that was really good by him. Overall, watching it, um, I think the other day I saw more like splashier throws by him, which again, he's been efficient. I, I think if you go, I hate the numbers, I like more of this context, but if you go off the numbers, the completion percentage, he has the highest completion percentage out of all the quarterbacks. So not a lot of passes hitting the ground, but also how many of those practices where it's like, oh, he's 100% against the ones, right? Some of them against the twos, whatever. He has to do whatever he has to do. You can only control what you can control. And out of all the quarterbacks, highest completion percentage, I think he's doing a good job of being aggressive, pushing the ball, especially in that 15 to 25-yard range. He's done a terrific job there. So um, overall, I think Trey Lance, if – if you were to say, like again, if there was no Brock Purdy in the picture and what Purdy did, and there was no Sam Darnold in the picture, you'd be happy that that was your starting quarterback. That's what it looks like to me. And I think as it pertains to his, like, progression, because that's what we want, right? Like, what does the development look like? And a lot of people anticipate, like, okay, for some of these guys, whether it's a Josh Allen or, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, you, you start to see, like, a difference in them year three. Like, that's when you see kind of that biggest jump year two to year three. And I would say right now with what it looks like he's made the that that jump. Now now I'm not saying he would I mean Josh Allen's jump was to elite start him. Uh Jalen Hurts jump was like we're going to the Super Bowl and I'm like an MVP candidate. So I ain't saying he's that I ain't saying he's that. I want to make that very clear. But I will say that whatever you wanted him like how you wanted him to develop He is showing – he's showing that. He's showing that. Again, people – and I think it's really weird how they nitpick on, well, he missed his short pass. Like, he's completed a lot of short passes, a lot of them. I just went over a bunch of them just now. All right. Uh, Trey Lance completes quick out to Ray Ray McLeod. Trey Lance hits Brandon Ike for a solid gain on first down – to get the first down on third and four. On second and ten, Trey Lance completed a seven-yard pass to Debo Samuel. Like – he was, you know, uh, where is it? Uh, Lance play action completion to Jordan Mason. Like, he's hitting those, but they act like he's not. You know what I'm saying? So we got Curtis in the chat. He says, completion percentage is worthless without knowing the distance of throws, so I appreciate the way you break it down. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I do got a super chat here from my guy, Gammon. He said, how has the right side of the starting offensive line looked? Is Drake Jackson taking on big step? We uh, Is Ken Long's big year finally? All right, you know what? We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that a little bit later. We're going to come back. So hold that thought. Hold that Hold that thought. But ultimately, this is not me saying week one, Trey Lance should be the starter. I don't think he'll be a starter. I think Brock Purdy will be the starter. Based off of what they've been telling us. If I were to go – only off of practice and what I'm seeing, it's still a little bit more difficult because I know that 100% of Brock Purdy's reps have been against ones, 100% of them. But if this were an open competition, and it might be, be- the, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but if this were an open competition, it would be a legit competition. Like, if it now you can't erase anything Brock did last year, but if you're just watching them on the field together, if you're watching all the guys, you're just watching them, there would be a conversation. It, it would be, it would, and it would be a hard, uh, conversation for uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan. It would be a difficult, uh, decision to make. That's what it looks like to me, and I think the way that they would do it is, uh, Whoever they started out with, like, oh, he's the one, like, they might keep that guy there. So if they started off this camp, and it's like, all right, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, you got to com- c- compete. But Trey Lance, you're going to get the start at the ones. He would continue being a starter because I don't think Brock Purdy's been better than him. But if they said, Brock Purdy, you're going to get the start at the ones, and Trey Lance, you got to compete with him, then I would think that Brock Purdy would hold on to the job. Anybody that's telling you otherwise, as far as like there being like this huge separation between the guys, like there's not. Uh, And then it just depends on kind of what you're looking for. All right. Uh, I will kind of talk about Brock Purdy and some of the things I'm seeing from him and starting to understand, like, you know what? I I think I know who Brock Purdy is. And that's that's kind of been a big part of like just in general, like an evaluation, start like just learning and understanding like who somebody is, what their strengths and weaknesses are. So we're definitely going to get to Brock Purdy on that. But First, let's talk about Sam Darnold and his day. All right, here we go. So Sam Darnold, I think he started off pretty hot, but he ended up, I want to say his attempts and completions were the same as Trey Lance's. So here we go. Team period, Sam Darnold up. uh, First rep, shovel pass to Debo Samuel. So anybody know what a shovel pass is? That's guys in motion, you catch it, and then just toss it forward. Technically, that is a completion. Next play, uh, Sam Darnold, play action screen to Christian McCaffrey. Next play, Darnold scrambles to his left and finds Danny Gray in the flat, all right? Then Sam Darnold completed a 12 to 15-yard throw to Danny Gray. So I think at this point, he's four for four, all right? He's heating up. Uh, And then, boom, Sam Darnold throws his first interception to camp. Now, depends on who you're talking to. Some people say interception. Some people uh, say the ball hit the ground. Uh, He threw the ball. It was kind of a tight spot. The ball got battered away. A defender dove and caught the ball. And it looked like he caught. Some people said interception. I looked at the ref. I didn't see the ref wave incomplete. So I noted that it was an interception, but maybe someone else might know otherwise. All right. They might say it was incomplete. So uh, then Donald followed that up with a completion to Ray Ray McLeod. Then here we go, uh, Donald's turn, he's back up, and team uh, needs to pick up a first down. On second and seven, they ran the ball on first down. On second and seven, Sam Donald throws a complete pass to Brandon IU for a gain of 10. He picked up the first down, next quarterback came in. And that next quarterback was Brandon Allen. I don't know anything that Brandon Allen does, but he did have the best throw of the day. Deep sideline bomb to... Gosh, who who caught it? I, I know that who it was, I, so I don't have it here, but I can look on my timeline. But he definitely threw one. It might have been Sneed. It was Sneed, huh? Yeah. Look at Sneed, man. Hey, listen, I've been talking about these other guys and these young guys, but look at Sneed. Sneed caught a, a goal ball down the left sideline, and it was a beautiful throw by Brandon Allen. All right. Uh, but here we go. Then Allen comes back in. All right, here we go. First and 10, Donald tries McLeod deep. On the left sideline, pass is broken up by Samuel Womack. My bro said that he thinks that maybe the ball was slightly underthrown. Uh, I think it was just – it was good coverage. It looked like good coverage to me. All right, then here we go. He's uh, down the left sideline, pass broken up by Samuel Womack. All right, 49ers ran on second and 10 to get back on track. So now it's third and seven, and Donald throws incomplete to a tight end, uh, Fumagalli, I believe. That's what I put it. Fumagalli, I believe. So that was the first thought drive. Uh, when it came to getting the first downs uh, during that period. So, again, uh, all the quarterbacks, well, I don't think Allen did, but Trey Lance and Sam Darnold both had two opportunities to move the ball and get the first down. Trey got the first down both times. Sam Darnold did not. Got it once, did not get it the other one. All right, here we go. Team period, Sam Darnold. He has – this was like one of his first throws of team. Brennan, uh, Sam Darnold has Ayuk, and I quote, wide, look, I, I can't even, i show y'all. Team period, Sam Donald has Ayuk wide open downfield, severely under throws. Ayuk, Ayuk started backpedaling, waiting on the ball, and Gibson ended up getting over late for a pass breakup, not sure anyone was in 10 yards of Ayuk, all right, so yeah, he he had Ayuk wide open, no, like nobody around him. I don't know if there was a busted coverage. I don't know how it happened, but Ayuk was wide open and the ball just hung in the air and 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 hung in the air. And And then eventually Gibson was like, well, if it's going to keep hanging in the air, all right, I guess I'll get over the top and break that up. So he ended up getting over the top and breaking that up. Okay, Um, here we go. Third and seven, Donald escapes the pocket, throws incomplete to Jennings on the sideline. And I noted that it was incomplete. You maybe could have said sack on the play. Maybe not. But he rolls out to his right and he throws it. And I don't know if Jennings had just stopped or if it was difficult. Again, when you're not watching the guy, you kind of lose a little context when it comes to the receiver. But he kind of put, like, one hand out. So it looked like he didn't – it looked like he didn't really try it, Like, like, he didn't give much effort to catch it. He put one hand out, hit his hand, and dropped to the ground. Second and eight. Uh, Sam Donald throws quick flat route to Christian McCaffrey for a short game. And I think that was his last throw of the day. So um, it was it was interesting kind of watching the two guys because, again, I mean, Trey Lance had the better day of the two quarterbacks, uh, especially kind of once he got on the group as far as, like, the misses, like, the Jennings was wide open. Like the he, the Ayuk one, that's a killer. All right, that's a killer because I mean he was like when we talk about wide open, those are things you just have to take advantage of that that opportunity. Debo was open on on Trey Lance's miss. He missed him by about two yards, but it was, still had to be like a good throw. And then what? Like it looked cool. Maybe he could have put a little bit more air under it so like Debo could have like that those extra couple steps he would have got it. But overall, I thought I thought Lance had. The better day, especially being able to just move the ball the way he did in the team drills, he moved the ball up and down the field he he was efficient he was sharp he was he was complete and he was moving the ball Then to finish with the touchdown pass uh that end of practice that was that was good to see um overall let's let's kind of throw Brock Purdy in the mix and and talk about what I'm seeing from him. And I think I kind of touched on it a little bit before we we have talked about it. If you can't remove anything that he did last year, but I always looked at that as that was a a small sample size, right? Just in the sense of like eight games. First of all, Trey Lance, small sample size. He done played in four games or whatever. Like that's a small sample size. I don't know what you are, right? And over time, like we'll find out. And the more I see you, I'll I'll start to figure that out. Brock Purdy, eight games. I don't know exactly who you are. But over time, like, I'll start to figure out. Now, I feel like I know a little bit more about you than I know Trey Lance. But I, I still got to figure out, like, who are you? Like, what things you do? And stuff like that, right? So now I'm watching Purdy. And, again, he wasn't out there today. But just watching him throughout these practices. And, and I'm starting to think what, what we saw in games last year is, is who he is. Now, that can be perceived a couple of different ways. All right. ultimately, this is just ultimately what I'm saying, And I think some people might take this as a negative. I don't think it's a negative when I say this. So don't, don't get this misconstrued like, oh, you're being disrespectful to Brock Purdy or anything like that. I, I don't think that this is bad. But he's a lot more like Jimmy G than people want to accept. With the one caveat of, I can make plays on the move better than Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. But aside from that, like the good and bad that you get with them is very similar. I saw a report from the 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 Raiders, right, from practice, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw like three interceptions yesterday. And Brock Purdy, just about every practice pushed the ball in harm's way multiple times. I'm talking about Two to three times, like, he's – it's legit opportunities to intercept the ball. And sometimes – and they will pick it off. But that's, like, every, every practice he's putting the ball in harm's way. Now, those passes that are on harm's way are probably in different areas than Jimmy, I would say, maybe. And Jimmy is typically, like, I'm throwing this slant, I didn't see the linebacker, and he picks it off. With Brock, it feels like a lot of times where he's kind of trying to push the ball a little bit, like maybe on, like, drive throws. And when people talk about, you know, big arms and how it can be overrated, and it can be an overrated. Like, if if that's not your game, then having a big arm is not 100% needed, right, especially when you have Kyle Shanahan and he works the magic that he does. But on the throws, and I always say you don't need a big arm until you need a big arm, when Brock needs to have a big arm, that's where he gets in the most trouble because he doesn't have it. But it's like, okay, I'm still going to try to attempt this type of play or this type of throw. And that's where he kind of gets himself in the most, the most trouble. So I think if Brock stays working between kind of that 5 to 18-yard range, which is going to be more consistent than him really dri- trying to drive the ball past that, I think he's going to be fine. But where he gets in the most trouble is when he tries to get outside of that a little bit, and maybe he has to – and tries to throw a ball that, that requires to have a little bit more arm, and that's where he fucks up. And he's putting the ball in harm's way a lot, more than any other quarterback so far. Like, more than any other quarterback. Like, it's not close. And I was talking to my brother, and I was like, man, you know, it's kind of weird that – you know, everywhere I go, and I'm talking about like legit beat writers. I think it's weird that, as well as Trey Lance has played, and I'm not saying Brock hasn't played well. Okay, I'm just comparing like the the narrative on the two guys. As well as Trey Lance has played, they will harp on, ah, he missed his gimme. Kyle Shanahan's not gonna like that. You can't can't you can't miss that gimme, Kyle. That's why he's not gonna play. That's why they like Brock so much, and it's like. But there's never a mention of how many times Brock Purdy either throws interceptions or puts the ball in harm's way on should, like should-be interceptions, like drop hitting guys in the hands. Like this happens every single practice. So those are the things I keep an eye on. And you can game plan and scheme around that. And the more that Brock Purdy like realizes and like, okay, this is who I am, I think you are less likely to see him attempt those type of throws that get him in harm's way. But if he is who I'm starting to think he is, I think that might just be him. And those are things you just have to live with. And I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, those are things that we just lived with, right? Like when Jimmy got a little weird with the rock, whatever. (laughs) It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brock last year, you know, there was some drop interception hitting guys in the chest. I don't want this to come off as if, oh, Croc's dogging Brock. Croc, Croc is, he's pro-lance, he's this and that. I'm just telling you, don't be sensitive. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing, all right? And what I'm seeing is I'm starting to figure out who he is, what are his strengths, what are his weaknesses. And I would say, right now, there's a little bit of a – it's its like a there's a little bit of a gunslinger, like kind of a gunslinger, I'm going to run around, make plays, gunslinger mentality, I might put the ball in harm's way, but hey, I'm gonna be efficient on these like short to intermediate routes. And that's why I see now you got Kyle Shanahan, he should put him in a situation to where your issues won't be in, won't be a problem for us in games. And there's definitely a case of that. But in the sense of the upside, like you know, on, on what he potentially can be long term, I'm I'm not sure what what that might look like. But again, I never, 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 never want to put limitations on someone to say they can't be this or can't be that. I feel like athletes go out to prove you wrong. I think uh, Brock Purdy is someone who believes in himself. He believes in his abilities. And he's very convinced that I can do anything. And when you got that type of mindset, I will not count you out. And I will not tell you what you won't be. But I do see certain things that potentially kind of get him in trouble. And it's typically throws that require you to have a bigger arm. So uh, hitting Brandon Nayuk and Debo Samuel in stride on slants and digs and crossers over the middle, money. And and those guys are going to make you look good and they're going to have nice run-after-catch opportunities. The throws where you are creating the explosive play might not be him. And I would say the same for Jimmy. And if anybody here ever heard me talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, I really like Jimmy. I thought Jimmy did a lot of good things. Uh, He won a lot of games. I felt very comfortable every time Jimmy G was suiting up that the 49ers were going to win. So it sounds like I know y'all because it's like you got people, I don't want to say unrealistic expectations of what Brock is, but their thoughts, they'll never say he's Mahomes. Even with the numbers that he put up, you won't hear people say he's Mahomes, Josh Allen, some of these other guys, because he's not. He's Brock, and he's closer to Jimmy 2.0, which to me is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Appreciate everybody's in the chat right now. Like and subscribe this video. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, I know I got some super chats in here, so let's get to those for sure, for sure. All right, Gammon. A to F grade each quarterback performance today. Uh, I'll give, I don't know, man. You asked me to get a grade, I just broke down everything. Man, you co- what's your grade on them? Because I broke down it all and I told you what happened and whatnot. Uh, I'll knock, I'll knock Trey Lance for not hitting Debo on the goal ball. Had him, had the guy beat by a couple of steps. And I need you to hit that because if he, that's a 70 – that would have been an 80-yard touchdown. All right? So I'm going to knock him for that. I'll probably knock Sam Donald more for having IU so wide open. Again, hold on. Again, just so y'all – oh, I don't, got the, I don't got the tweet up. But he had him so wide open. I mean, literally nobody within 10, 15 yards of Brandon IU. And the ball hung in the air for so long. Brandon I started backpedaling. And Gibson gets over the top. So I'm gonna knock <laughs> Sam Darnold Moore for that and throw there. Um so I would say probably overall, especially like moving the ball, Trey Lance. He aced that he was, I think he completed five out of his six passes in all the move the ball periods, including a touchdown pass that was what 25-30 yards out to Sneed. So you definitely have to get the edge to to Trey Lance, and I'll say Trey Lance. Because how well he did in the move the ball, give him a solid B. And Sam Darnold would be like a C. Plus. And with Brandon Allen, I mean, I don't know, man. Brandon Allen, like he 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 played, he practiced very well. He practiced very well. I'll say that. Here we go. We got uh Richard Walker he says, Why are you surprised Brock puts the ball in harm's way? I'm a Longhorn fan, so I watched Brock do the same at IS I uh uh, Iowa State University, uh, he's been lucky INTs have been dropped so I didn't watch him I didn't watch him at Iowa State now my brother, uh, my brother, he's over here he watched him at Iowa State because he was rooting for him a lot Why, why'd you like him, because he was like kind of the underdog Donald oh he's asleep never mind, my brother asleep so I think because he was kind of like this underdog, so he like he was always rooting for him and he's just like, man, he just always does this, like this stupid shit sometimes. So that might be kind of what you're explaining right there. So I, I'm surprised because I didn't watch him. I saw last year, but I thought last year where he kind of put the ball in harm's way, threw an interception that ended up getting called back. I thought that was more so of him just kind of figuring out the NFL game. Like, I mean, he was just thrown in there as a rookie, you know what I'm saying? So I was never gonna be too hard on him. But I'm starting to see now that might just kind of be who he is from the sense of just I'm Tony Romo Jr. or I'm Jimmy G Jr. All right. He might just be that guy. Tony Romo might be kind of better. Ah. Uh, nah, because Tony Romo's airing that hoe out. So maybe not Tony Romo. We got Gamin again. Appreciate you. He said uh Yeah, yeah. Said, y- said, uh you are you a Brock hater? And then he said, "Crock, if you are a Trey Lance, do you request a trade? Or do you just keep hoping uh, you get a chance? Ooh, good one. All right. If I'm Trey Lance, <laughs> and again, with the 49ers, guys have gone down with the injuries. So, you know, maybe you're just better off just staying. But he has had a really good camp. Lance has had a really good training camp. And he has showed the natural progressions that you would like to see with him going in year three. And we'll know more come Raiders uh, joint practices and then preseason game. What does that look like? Can he actually play in a fucking game? Look in practice. Okay, playing the game. And if he does, the tough thing that I think trades is always going to have like rapping this was never a competition for him to win and start a starting job. And because of that, please trade me. That's why I, would, I I would want to be traded if I'm Lance. All right, but um yeah, I ain't no Brock hater. Why would I hate why would I hate a player that's on on the 49ers? Uh, we're on the same page. Trey has been consistent downfield and protecting the ball in practice. Imagine the leaps he can make if he actually plays games. I think the progressions that we're seeing with him in practice, and this a shout out to my guy Jesse from Last Second Sports, I think the progressions we're seeing from him in practice, you would have naturally seen those over the course of the season. Now, one thing that is, and I, I don't know how big of a deal, he has reworked a lot of his mechanics. So we are talking about someone who – was more of a, uh, you know, long stride, long front stride with his with his front step, and right now his mechanics are much cleaner, and maybe that's why right now again, completion percentage isn't everything in practice, but he actually is driving the ball a lot, so he's not out of everybody out there. He doesn't have a good completion percentage. The best out of all the quarterbacks, he doesn't have the best completion percentage out of all the quarterbacks because he's checking down a lot. He has the best completion percentage because he's just been accurate, (laughs) all right? Uh, And would he be this accurate if he didn't rework a lot of his mechanics? And then shout out to him for being able to retain those, which that was the biggest question mark. Is he going to be able to retain those mechanics that he reworked once the light bullets start flying? And right now, no matter how muddy the pocket is, no matter him throwing, they show the little slow motion pictures. His the throwing motion has not changed from the time I watched videos of him with Jeff Christensen to now in camp, no matter if bodies around him or not. I have no idea how he retained all those mechanics and has not reverted back to anything. I'm a little surprised. My brother told me, Why are you surprised when you know the work ethic that he has? So, uh, I think that's the part right there. Yeah, definitely, uh, protecting the ball and the leaps that he's made. I, I think he would have. It's hard for me to say he would have made those same leaps without the reworked mechanics, but maybe he would have. We got Sean Turner in the chat. He says, the truth truth is the truth, and Trey has made great strides to be a QB1 for a franchise. I think that Trey has made great strides. I think he has made great strides to have an opportunity to be a QB1 for a franchise. Can can he be like – can he – be a legit franchise quarterback? Like, I don't know, right? And, and, and Until you show me something in the games, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But as far as, like, what he's done so far in camp, if I didn't know, and I've said this before, and I don't want to act like I'm just hyping this guy up or anything. Like, he's practicing well. Guys, the, the, the beat writers are starting. Once they start kind of, they saying it, it's like, yeah, you got to. Like, I think it was Mayoko wrote an article. He's like, Trey Lance's best camp, you know? Um, You know, I even saw Flav. Flave gave him props today. Where's Flav's tweet? <laughs> hold on. Where is Flav? Hold on. Even Flav, I saw Flave, I was like, huh, would you look at that? All right. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. This is this is a big one, y'all. This is a big one. Cause so for anybody who doesn't know who Flav is, Flave has dedicated an entire account to Talking down any opportunity he gets on oh, Trey Lance. I mean, literally, his, his account is dedicated to it. If I go to his account right now, hold on, we're gonna go to his account. Everything is about Trey Lance. First tweet: Trey Lance is not and why never be QB1 of 49ers. Uh Brock Brock isn't my homes to me, but Brock is Mahomes compared to Trey Lance. Uh Trey Lance year one literally. I mean, I I, I, like you can't make John Lynch low key takes a shot at Trey Lance. Literally, his entire account is dedicated to anything that he can bring up that uh, Trey Lance's name in a not so positive light. And right here, he says, despite my doubts, it does appear Trey is having his best training camp. I don't think Trey last year would be able to keep a QB competition close with Sam Darnold. I have to give him credit. When it's due, I hope it continues. That's a good job, Flav. That's a good job. And I will say this about that. He noted, uh, I didn't think he would be able to keep a competition close with Sam Darnold. Trey ain't just keeping a competition close with Sam Darnold. Trey, if if it was an open competition with him and Brock Purdy as well, which is not, he's right there with Brock, too. And then it just starts to depend on how somebody is seeing it. So luckily for Brock, and again, I think competition brings out the best in everybody, so that's probably what we're seeing from Lance right now. But luckily for Brock, he gets to coast into that QB1 spot because there was never a competition for him. But it's, it's, it's not like he's just, oh, he's keeping up with Sam Donald. He, is, he, he has been better than Sam Donald consistently. And then it's like, all right. And depending on who you're talking to, you know. I think the thing that uh, Brock can hang his hat on the most is because of what it looks like, it, the, the the areas he wins is a lot of Jimmy G. And people see how Jimmy G won with the 49ers. And then you see the game last year, and it's like, oh, it's what Kyle wants. Which is a little wild because uh, – the throws, the high-level throws consistently that Trey Lance is making in practice, uh, I think it should it would be closer. Now, my guy 187 makes a great point here. He says, according to who, the team? Uh look, and this is the thing: I have no idea how Kyle Shanahan judges these guys or how he looks at it. But just an eye test with 187. You watch a lot of football. Everybody in this chat, we got a lot of people. They watch a lot of football. If you just watch hit Trey Lance in practice, he looks good. I even heard Colin Cowherd. There's a whole soundbite right now. Colin Cowherd just put out, like, he changed his tune on Trey. Like, Trey is doing very well. So I think we all know what it looks like when somebody's doing good or somebody's doing bad. He's doing very well. He's doing very well. But he doesn't have the opportunity to compete for QB1, so we know whose job that is. It's Brock Purdy's. But if he was able to compete, you know, it'd be kind of interesting. Mahomes said Lance was coming to camp ready. He wasn't lying. Uh, we got Monte White here. He says Trey looks like the best QB on the roster. I don't. Know. I mean, look, I don't, I don't want to say that because again, I don't know exactly what Kyle's looking for. But I would say you'd have an argument. Yeah, shout out to my guy, Marco Sands. He says, Remember to share this stream on all your uh, socials. Like and subscribe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There was one other one I wanted to put up here. Case 49. Kyle told him he would get the opportunity to compete for QB1. Kyle lied. There is no competition. There is no competition. Uh, what's more important, first team reps or second or third team? I would assume first team reps. And first team reps today, Trey Lance did well. As <laughs> a matter of fact, first team reps, there have been uh, a couple practices now where, where Brock Purdy has been out. You know, he's resting, they're doing their whole thing. And um, in those practices, Trey Lance against the Ones has completed – Nearly 70% of his passes. And he's, and again, not just check downs. He moved the ball. He's doing well. I don't want to come off as if I'm like, again, because my thing is, I don't, I don't care that, like, who, I don't care who starts at quarterback. I want to make this very clear. Like, 187, clearly, like, there are a lot of people that have, like, a bias towards who they want to play and what they want to look like. I don't care. Whoever the best man for the job is, do it. One thing I, I watch, like I watch football, I watch a lot of football. And the one thing that I have noticed is eight games is a small sample size. That's all I'm saying. So I would have liked to see them, hey, compete. And the, and the 49ers just said, no, we're not going to have them compete. We're not going to have Brock Purdy compete. And we'll see. I think the 49ers, I don't want to question them. They've done a lot of great things. So let's go. All right. you, you got All right. Y'all got the confidence in Brock? Okay, let's ride. Let's ride. I'm just telling you what it looks like in practice. We got gammy here. He said fans are are fans are watching are going to call you a hater and bias. What's your rebuttal to that? Do you secretly want Trey to win and Brock to lose? Great, great question. Um, I am secretly rooting for Lance, but not because I want him to. Oh, uh, you know, I just want you to play over Brock Purdy. I'm rooting for Lance because of how he gets talked about in the media, how people talk down on him, how people uh, spoke on him with very limited sample size and just basically the kids, the buzz, biggest buzz ever can play. So anytime somebody, like, when people start pushing back on a player like that, I root for that player. It's not just Trey. And again, this is not me rooting for him like, oh, I'm rooting for him. So, man, if anything Brock Purdy does. No, 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 no. I'm a 49er fan, first and foremost, and football fan, first and foremost. So when, when Trey Lance stops playing for the 49ers, guess what? I'll still be a fucking 49er fan. So I don't care. But I am rooting for him in a sense of like, man, I'm just rooting for the kid, man. It, it, like, like I would be, um, you know, like a, a, a kid I watched grow up. Like, man, I'm just rooting for that kid. Man, I want to see him do well. My, my, my little homie uh, 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 Drew Jenkins over at San Jose State, I watch him walk on all the things that he does in the community at San Jose State, you know, graduated in a few years, got his master's, doing an amazing job, got his last year. I'm rooting for him to get on the field, man, because, I mean, I'm, 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 I love the way he works. But I'm just rooting for him. I'm just rooting for him. So uh, when it comes to Trey, Jordan love. I hate the way they talk about Jordan love. They're just writing Jordan love off. And it's like, I hate the Packers. But, man, I'm kind of rooting for Jordan love. Like, man, I, mean, I want to see him do well. I just want to see him do well. I'm also rooting for Brock Purdy. Let's go, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy gets on that field. Let's go. Let's go, Brock. Let's go. So that would be my rebuttal to that. All right, here we go. I think I can start to answer this question now. All right, how has the right side of the starting offensive line been looking? Is Drake Jackson taking the big step we needed? Is Ken Law's big year finally. Uh, Kenlaw has been, he's been solid. Now I haven't paid attention as much to him in team. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't. But I have noticed him a lot in one on ones. I think in one on ones he has looked better. He got pancaked the other day by uh, Spencer Burford. But for the most part, man, Kenlaw. Like I mean, yeah, Kenlaw. He's he's solid. He's he's looking good. Big jump? I don't know. Contributor? Sure, sure. Drake Jackson. Anytime I'm like, mm, you know what? Let me go see what number 95 is doing. What is 95 doing in team? I see him beat his guy. And he's beating him off the left side of the offensive line where it would be Trent Williams, but it's not Trent Williams right now. So who wh- whoever he is, <laughs> he be matter of fact, I think both tackles right now, because there's a lot of injuries at the on the offensive line right now that we haven't talked about because we're so um we're so fixated on this quarterback competition, which I'm I'm included in that. But uh, there's a lot of injuries going on on the offensive line. So I don't know how much to put on any of those guys. Like, the, the guys that are out there at, on, on you know on the O-line, tackles and stuff like that, I don't expect them to play, at least in the season. So hopefully they don't got to play. It might be some of the new guys, John Feliciano or whoever the hell they are. Mr. Blue Magic says, I'm worried about the backup D-line depth. Actually, that might be the thing I'm least worried about. Like, the 49ers on the defensive line, they got depth. They got depth. And then they just got Taco Charlton, and he's actually looking pretty good. So, uh, you know, depth on the D line, not worried about that. But, like, who's the guy, Blue Magic? Who's the guy? Like, who is the legit book in to Nick Bosa? Who is that guy? Nick Bosa, who still hasn't signed yet. Who is that guy? So, the depth, we're good there. Even in the interior, because you got Kenla you got Givens, you got like you're you're cool in the interior there on in the D-line too. The depth is good. You got Bryant, you got Cleveland Farrell, you got you know what I'm saying? You got Taco Charles, like you got depth there. But who's the guy? Like is Drake Jackson gonna be the guy? So that's where that's uh there we go. He said exactly what I meant. There we go, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm, I'm combing through seeing what y'all talking about in the chat. Appreciate everybody that's in here. Like and subscribe this video. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh Purdy is the hot hand until proven otherwise. Yep. And you know what? Uh young young Dick Dong. <laughs> young Dick Dong. I hope we're not proven otherwise. Hopefully he just continues to have a hot hand. Hopefully we're, he just continues to have a hot hand and he's balling. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, we're going back to 2019. Hargrave is about to open up the middle for Fred Blitzen. And not just Fred. Like, Hargraves is good for Eric Armstead as well. So let's go. Let's go. Justin Fields, Uh my receivers suck. <laughs> hey, here's one thing, and I saw the other. Somebody said Justin Fields. I forget what he put. Oh, he's a Fields Treyland. Well, first of all, uh, Lance technically is not our not even technically he's not our starting quarterback. So is Justin Fields better than Brock Purdy. You got to start there, big fella. Is Justin Fields better than Brock Purdy. And then if you look at the reports, listen. I don't know. I try to keep my ear to the ground a little bit. See That's me putting my ear to the ground. I try to keep my ear to the ground a little bit. Little Birdie said, Bears offense has not looked very good in practice. Bears offense has not looked very good. So, hey, look, I don't know. I know Trey Lance ain't having no problems in practice right now. <laughs> zero. Trey Lance is having zero issues in practice right now. But, uh, hey, man, Justin Fields might come in the game and, you know, run 400 yards, though. I like fields. No, I'm just telling you what I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monte White says, if Purdy doesn't play in the preseason or doesn't look like the best QB in the preseason, he shouldn't be the starter. I think he'll be the starter regardless. So I do not expect to see him play against the Raiders. I think that the the reps that he gets in practice against the Raiders will be his quote-unquote game reps. And then they'll expose him. When I say expose, I mean like, you know, the opportunity to get hit, in definitely in that second preseason game. Croc Nate Diaz gonna beat the brakes off the YouTuber tonight. Listen, y'all know, man, I'm real 209. All that, right? I'm in Stockton right now, but I ain't gonna lie. I'm not. I, I think. I think the YouTuber might get him. I'm not gonna lie. Jake Paul just bigger, like he really he really boxes. And not to say that he's like a legit real boxer. Like, you know, but he's he's a real boxer enough to where you can't just throw anybody in the ring with him. And I know Nate, Nate, man, he's tough as nails. He's 209 strong. North side. We from the north side. We went to the same high school. Toke high school. All right, we went to the same high school, in, you know, Tokay. So we grew up in the same in the same uh area. Look, he he's tough as nails. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. That YouTuber, man. He's good enough. I'll say that. Here we go. NG49. He says, uh putting your trust in the next 10 years. Who do you put your money to get uh more Super Bowls and be a long-term elite? Long-term elite with the 49ers, Brock or Trey. Listen, man, I'm um I'm I am it's hard, man. Look, I might have my questions about Brock, but we've just we've just seen more of them, more from him. So if I just had to like put my trust in one guy, I mean I trust Brock Purdy more. Now, if Trey Lance puts it together, which it looks like he's putting it together, I gotta see it in the game. Ask me this after the preseason. <laughs> Depending on how much stock you put in the preseason. Ask me that question after the preseason. And then, you know, Croc Ram, Fox Creek, and deal with How you know, Amy? I grew up on Al's Fort, So Al's Fort is like uh, two streets over from Fox Creek. So, yep, I was two streets over from Fox Creek, Valverde Park. You know what I'm saying? Got to tatted on me, all that 2400, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, we're just talking now. Uh, how's everybody doing? What y'all got planned? Is everybody just going to be riding the fight? I mean, watching the fight? Everybody's going to be watching the fight. I don't know. It's time to get out of here. I hope y'all uh, got a kick out of everything that we talked about today. I tried to break it down. Maybe I'll cut this stuff up. You also can find the audio version of this in the description below. All right. So this will be saved and put on there. So, yeah, all that good stuff. Y'all already knew. Make sure you guys. Like and subscribe this Yeah. Shout out to my baby girls. All that good stuff. So, um, appreciate everyone. I hope y'all have a blessed night. Everybody stay safe. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to cut the music. Cut the music, Croc. Woo. Gammon with the super chat. Analyzing the QB situation on his team. Has uh, has this helped or hurt Sam, Trey, or Brock? What is your perception on Kyle's ability handling this? Who? Oh, man, this is a good question. This is a good question. All right. Let's start with Kyle. Okay, we're going to be here for a second now, y'all. We're going to be here for a second. I thought we was getting up out of here. we still here. Let's start with Kyle. I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. So he has been able to salvage a botched quarterback situation that every step of the way he has created kind of the issues, questions, concerns, trust, all of that, all right? So his ability to handle this very chaotic situation, I think he does a great job of it. The reason why we're in this situation is also him as well. And we've talked about it. This didn't just start this year with whatever the hell this is. But we're talking about going back to 2017, where he said, I'm not, I'm not going to look into Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to look into Deshaun Watson. You know who I really like? I really like CJ Beathard. <laughs> so we're, we're going to bring in we're going to bring in CJ Bether, cuz I really like him. All right? So I think that's where it kind of like the the weird stuff started. Then you trade for and now this is where the chaos started. You trade for Jimmy Garoppolo That was not his idea. That's not who he wanted. That was John Lynch's idea. You know what I'm saying? He talked about it. I I lost sleep over it, all that. And so you passed on two legit kind of superstar quarterbacks, Kind of two legit superstar quarterbacks, one like the greatest quarterback ever. Okay. Will he be the greatest quarterback ever under Kyle? I don't think so. But you passed on those guys regardless, so you only got that opportunity. Trade for Jimmy when you wanted Kirk Cousins. All right, again, that's the ability of the chaos. Now you're kind of forced to play with this quarterback, and he's like, eh, like it's cool, but then he's hurt, then it's cool, then it's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all in. I'm going to go get me a quarterback. So he looks into Deshaun Watson. Ah, he's the booty pirate. A little, little weird stuff going on with Watson. Okay, you know what? Let's go get uh, Matthew Stafford. So he tried to go get Matthew Stafford. Oh, Rams beat you to the punch. Well, of course the Rams beat you to the punch because you're very indecisive with when you want to be aggressive. All right, so he likes to be aggressive when the aggressive opportunity kind of falls in his lap, but being aggressive just to kind of be aggressive or more aggressive than other people, not really Kyle's thing, so he got beat to the punch with Stafford, so then it's like, well, let me try to throw a Hail Mary, and let me try to, can I, can I go and get uh, Aaron Rodgers, now, you're, now your buddy hates you, that you coach with, because you try to poach his quarterback, all right? So then you had that situation. So then it's like, well, let's just go all in, and we're gonna draft a guy number three overall, Trey Lance. Okay, you draft Trey Lance, least experience out of all of them. But okay, good upside, smart kid, all that good stuff. Well, you don't just throw him in there in the perfect opportunity to throw him in there. All right, now I forgot the whole uh, Tom Brady situation. All right, so you have Tom Brady, but then after that, you have an opportunity to just throw him in there and get the reps with. Little expectations. What I mean by little expectations, we got to remember. you got to remember. In 2020, 49ers won, what, six games? So, obviously, a lot of it was off the heels of, like, a bunch of injuries. But, okay, this is still the best opportunity to just play a young guy. Because even if we win eight games, that's better than last year. So, if Trey Lance went eight and eight, or eight and nine, whatever it was at the time. It'll be like, okay, can't wait to see him the next year. What is it going to look like? Instead, you're like, nah, we're going to keep Jimmy G. You keep Jimmy G, and the worst thing happens. You go to the NFC Championship game. Not worst thing for the team. Not worst thing for you as a coach coming off of, you know, you were like only one winning season your first four years. But the worst thing for bringing Trey Lance along and then inserting him into, into a situation. So then what do you do for a guy who just needs to play? Hey, this year we're just gonna go all in on. And then he breaks his ankle. And then not the only breaks his ankle, you find out Mr. Irrelevant. Hey man, this guy can ball. All right. This guy, this guy, Mr. Relevant, he can play. All right. So now the next year, Mr. Relevant, you're just gonna be our starter. You played exceptionally well. You're our starter. And to me, that was another bot opportunity to just say, you know what, Trey Lance, this might be your last chance. But I'm gonna let you compete because you were our starter, you lost the starting spot to injury. Yes, Brock Purdy is going to be our QB one heading into the year. Right. But you know what? You can legit com- compete against him. And if you do, well, awesome. OK, let's go. But if you don't, well, then you never should be my starting quarterback anyway. And it's just Brock Purdy's job because he just beat you out. So he beat you by, man, I play better in the regular season, one playoff game. And then, OK, it's a competition, which maybe he thought, you know what? It might not be much of a competition because Trey, you haven't been very good. And Brock, he played exceptional. So I might even say, hey, yeah, Trey, you got a competition. You can, co- you can compete. But it's probably in my head, <laughs> he's not going to be able to compete. And then Trey actually looks like, damn, this motherfucker can compete be, be the whole time. I got him competing against Donald. Who Donald, not, he hasn't been bad. But again, he has how my perception on his ability to handle this situation. And I think every turn, He's handled to look like trash and has been salvaged because he is a great coach. He's a great coach. Now, who am I? I don't know, but he's somebody that went to three NFC championship games in the last four years, three NFC championship games in the last four years. So I ain't questioning him like that. I'm just looking at him from every, every, every step, everything that we just talked about right now, every step of the way. In that moment, I was like, man, why can't I do that? I saw Patrick Mahomes. I come look at Patrick Mahomes. Like, if I'm 49, I'll draft Patrick Mahomes. Like, like, damn, you know, he got Tom Brady. Like, you know, I get it. Jimmy G coming on, but whew, I don't know. Yeah, you got to look into it. Like, damn, you know, like I'm questioning all along and I'm questioning it right now, too, to not let Trey Lance at the very least compete. If he does, if he does trash, then all right, whatever. We get to continue to move forward with what we wanted Brock Purdy. But if it looks like what it's looked like and it's like, damn, Trey has really come along and he's fixed a lot of his issues, one random miss of practice, whatever that everybody wants to harp on. But, man, there's been a lot of good, and it kind of looks like what I wanted him to be from the jump. And you closed that door on him competing. So I think that was hella really weird. I can't wait to see Trey in the, in the, in the preseason game. What does it look like? Bob Purdy, I don't expect to see him. All right. Well, Gammon, great question. Now we're going to get up out of here. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Make sure y'all. Like and subscribe this video. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see the chat still going crazy. Underdog Fantasy, if you want to get in on the uh, Diaz fight with the YouTuber Jake Paul, they got over and under stuff on punches, thrown, power punches, all that good stuff. I'm out of here. Appreciate all 'all. y'all. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Be safe. Have fun and I'm out. Peace!